This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Throughout the pandemic, we've been bringing you periodic updates on the state of eye care and how to access it. At its height, optometrists had to close their practices and were only seeing emergency cases. Often, they did that virtually, even though they are not paid for telehealth services the way doctors are. Now, since reopening, they've been focusing on providing regular exams and eye care. And they've been running a campaign to tell people that their practices are in jeopardy because the fees paid by the government don't cover the costs, which are actually subsidized by the non-insured services they provide. The Ontario Association of Optometrists advised its members to redirect emergencies to hospitals. Uh, Among other reasons, the new COVID-related restrictions severely limit the number of patients that they can see. So uh, it's been characterized as a job action that's costing the health system a quarter of a million dollars a day. Um, Is that the real situation? So uh, I asked Dr. Sheldon Saliba, president of the Ontario Association of Optometrists, to clarify. Hi, Dr. Saliba. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. Uh, How are you? Very good, thank you. So uh, what is the situation here? So we remain really concerned about long-term access for primary eye care services in this province because of the uh, chronic underfunding that optometrists have received over the last 30 years. So uh, now that we've moved into a period of time where uh, things are, are are safer in our communities. Uh, optometrists are currently redirecting uh, patient-initiated partials to emergency rooms. Um, Sorry, patient-initiated patient Patient-initiated partials. What what is that? So they are um, the types of appointments that patient caller offices for. That could be for an eye infection or burning and stinging or flashes and floaters. They, they can be um, things that are emergencies, but um, at this point in time, we're not seeing those partial appointments and those are being redirected to other uh, healthcare providers. And we're doing this out of desperation and necessity because we need the government to, um, you know, take action and try and find a sustainable funding solution so we're able to continue delivering high-quality eye care um, that the patients of the province deserve. Uh, so how are you compensated for an eye exam, say, and it's only covered for people who are under 20 and over 65? That's right. And then there's um, certain medical conditions for patients between 20 and 64 that are also covered. But... Uh, we're, we're paid on a fee-for-service model, and when you average all of our codes together, the average amount that we are paid for a comprehensive eye exam is $44, and a partial visit is about $25, but it, uh, we know that it costs between 
80 to $90 in order for us to deliver that service in our offices. And those that cost is derived from um, overhead expenses for staff, rent, utilities, equipment costs to deliver the service. And uh, so you, we have a scenario where optometrists are paying for more than half of the cost to deliver OHIP-insured services in the province. And uh, OHIP patients make up a substantial amount of our practices. About 70% of the patients that we see are insured through OHIP. I've I've got to tell you, just for some context, I I was at my optometrist yesterday, so I I lost my glasses, and I'd been meaning to have my annual, uh, because I'm sure my eyes have deteriorated, and um, he had a lot of people who want to see him. The appointment had to be broken into two, right? One for a prescription and one to check that everything was okay, and uh, I, I was in there for a long time on two occasions, right? And, uh, you know, if he, if, uh, you know, it's not necessarily OHIP insured, but if, if, if you're getting $40 for that kind of attention and you've got four people working, I mean, you know, uh, I don't know how you stay afloat, honestly. Well, it's tough, you know, before, before we went into, um, the pandemic, Optometrists were trying to uh, manage as best they could by seeing OHIP patients faster, but that's just not a reality um, in order to keep people safe in this new environment now that we've reopened. It doesn't matter what type of appointment it is. uh, It takes us about half an hour to deliver uh, an appointment to a patient because we have to um, follow a lot more protocols. There has to be social distancing maintained. We have to clean after them. Um, so it really, you know, this has reduced our schedules by 50 to 60%. And, uh, regardless of what type of appointment it is, they're all taking the same amount of time. And it's really, you know, um, this, in order to deliver care safely, it's really, um, increased our costs, uh, to do so because we have to, you know, I, I've ha- I've hired full-time cleaning staff that are cleaning my offices every day and we have to have PPE available strict um, uh, disinfection uh, chemicals that, um, you know, it, it takes, uh, it's definitely taking a toll. So, so what you've asked your members to redirect are those uh, partial. So if say uh, you suddenly had a floater or um, you thought you might have an eye infection and, and you wanted the optometrist to triage it, you would say, now we're not doing that for, for 25 bucks or whatever. Uh, essentially, like, you know, we're trying to be um, thoughtful and responsible. So these patients, uh, there's not a super high volume of, of these patients. So we chose this category because um, it would impact less people. But in lots of cases, you know, if something simple, they can be sent to their, their family doctor if they need like a prescription for a style, let's say. But uh, a lot of the cases that require examination of the inside of the eye, they really need to be seen uh, in an emergency room, and that's because that's where the equipment exists to evaluate them properly. And if it's something really serious, like a retinal detachment, uh, emergency room physicians have access to uh, ophthalmologists that are able to, to see and manage the patient. So we really are looking at this um from uh, a patient-centric approach, and 
we want to make sure that people are cared for. We're also paying a lot of attention to the patients that we aren't able to to see. Um, you know, we're following up with them to make sure that they did receive care and that uh, their outcomes have been okay. So um, we're really trying to do everything that we can um, with the patient in mind during this period of time. So uh, what about this? I mean, the the uh, initial story was in the Toronto Star and it said, oh, the optometrists are costing the system a quarter of a million dollars a day. What, where does that number come from and, and uh, how do you characterize that? You know, we are looking at sort of our preliminary information coming in on the amount of patients that are being redirected. It's um, hard for us to have concrete numbers because some patients that aren't seen, depending on if their problem is serious or not, aren't necessarily um, going to uh, um, like going into an emergency room. So it's kind of hard to know exactly. But we tried to come up with what we believe it costs for um, a patient to walk into the emergency room, and extrapolated the uh, the volume of patients conservatively that we uh, believe are being sent. Uh, to come up with that type of number. Okay, and that, so is is do you uh, is that is that number accurate as far as you know? Well, we we believe so. Like I, I think that when patients enter an emergency room, depending on um, where the emergency is, room is located, the costs are going to differ a little bit. But uh, our understanding is for a patient to go to an emergency room, it's between. Um, you know, the 200 to $300 range. And that's just to walk in. Uh, so yeah. uh, where are you at in terms of negotiating with the province? And do you get, you know, regular negotiations like doctors do, other professions? We do not. So that's kind of what makes us unique as far as healthcare providers. We're providing a substantial public service, but there's no, there's no mechanism built in to... Um, require the government to have um, formal negotiations with us. And that's how we've ended up in this situation because successive governments have um, ignored us and they've failed to uh, work in good faith with us. So um, we are having some uh, reasonable dialogue with government, but uh, which uh, we appreciate, but they haven't made any formal commitment to um begin a negotiation process. And that's really what we need them to do. We want to be here to take care of people and to um, continue to um, provide excellent um, medical eye care to patients in the province. But we really need the government to um, commit to negotiations and work with us to find a sustainable funding solution so we're able to do um, that service. Okay, we only have a few seconds left. What would you like to leave us with in about 20 seconds? You know, so far we've had 50,000 patient letters sent to government um, from our website called saveicare.ca. And I would encourage people to go there and make sure that their voice is heard um, because we want the government to... uh, to work with us in order to find a stable funding solution so we can continue to provide these services. Okay. Dr. Sheldon Salaba, President of the Ontario Association of Optometrists, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you very much. And that's all the time we have for today. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.